Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 17 of the Sajan Photography Podcast. My name is Jason Teal, and I'm recording this on December 25th, which is, of course, Christmas. So I am here to wish you a very Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and I hope that you have a very festive holiday season, whichever and whatever you celebrate this time of year. And with that being said, it's at the end of the year, and I thought it would be a good idea, which I'm kind of stealing from everybody else, to wrap up the year with sort of a look back and kind of go over the high points and probably the low points too of what I've been basically up to this entire year because it has been a challenging year and we all hoped that 2021 would be something special, the triumphant return of all that was good and great in this world and well, yeah... Now, I must admit that it was not all doom and gloom. I mean, I had a very good December. I celebrated 10 years with my amazing wife, Hyunjin, and that was probably one of the high points of the year is just getting to spend time with this person who's been my key support person through all of the difficult problems I've had this year and last year. And it has been troubling, but knowing that we still can laugh and love each other as much as we did 10 years ago, I know that the future is going to be a lot better for the two of us. And also today we had a very good Christmas. We we took the bull by the horns and we actually pushed on to just make it a little bit of our own special day. We actually didn't even leave the apartment today, but we had a good time. We had Christmas music playing. I made homemade eggnog, and then we just did our thing. We opened gifts from home that my mom had sent, and hopefully ours gets there at some point in time. And right now, I've had a couple of pots of coffee and a way too much eggnog, and I'm ready to record this. So if you're if you're listening to this, wherever you are, just let me know. You know, we'll try and give you a shout out at some point in time, but uh, also just, yeah, I just want to wish you guys all a very Merry Christmas again so that, you know, we can get this Christmas cheer thing out of the way and get looking back on the year that was 2021. First up on the list is, of course, film photography. Now, you heard me talk about this quite a lot over the last number of episodes, and to be honest, this has really sparked or reignited my passion for photography simply because I now have a closer attachment. With my father passing away, I went home and I grabbed his old film camera, which was, as I said, tucked in a box way at the back of the garage or the storage area behind the garage to be precise. And I really thought it was gone. And I think I relayed the story a little while ago, but sort of I had written off the camera simply because when I went to try and get it fixed in Canada many moons ago, the guy just sort of shrugged his shoulders and said, you know what, you're better off just buying a new camera. However, when I took it down to Nampodong and the guy at the back of the strangest store kind of just right near the Gangtong Shijong, he took a look at it and he was quite impressed at how good of condition it was in and then just went to work on it. I really liked his attitude and he did a great job. And having this camera, as well as the other camera that I brought from home, which was another good story. Uh, my neighbor, Brian Burton, who I've grown up with next door to us for, well, as long as I can remember. And so 
that whole little area has become sort of like an extended family. So when we went home in 2018, Brian kind of waved me over and we sat down in his kitchen like we used to do many moons ago. And he pulls out his camera, the whole kit and caboodle, case from the 70s. It was awesome. And he just slides it over to me. And I was really put back by this. Another funny story with that camera. During that trip, we, we cut costs and flew through China, which I don't recommend you do. And here they are like pulling out all this gear and whatnot. And the guys are just looking at this stuff. And it took so long that they just got sort of, they lost their patience with me and just pushed me through which was kind of a godsend because I think I exceeded the uh, the battery requirements or whatever strange rule that they had at that time. So that was kind of funny. But having these cameras in my possession and them being film cameras, completely manual, really reignited my passion for photography because you're dialing it back to the to the bare essentials and you're focusing on the elements of what's going to make a good exposure for the film but it's also what's going to make this image a little bit more special because you don't have 25 terabytes or whatever the current uh, memory cards are holding now. You've got 36 exposures and that's it. And being as how that the price of the film is going to go up probably next year, you really have to kind of make the shots count. And I, and I really like that. So that was something that after I got the camera fixed at the beginning of the year and I was out of quarantine, I, I really kind of went with it and I really enjoyed it. Now, I know that you if you've been following me or if you know me, you're probably like thinking like, hey, you know, don't you bounce around like weren't you like the cinemagraph guy and then the drone and oh now you're into film photography and yeah uh i i i really don't like the kinds of people who say that you have to stick to this okay or the or the ones that will and i've had this happen and you know they've written me up or they've said something in the comments on my blog post like oh you know you're a hypocrite because you said this one time and now you're saying this and the problem I have with this level of thinking is when you boil down photography, it's it's all about creativity. It's all about creating art. And if you're sticking just to a simple one line, one style thing, you're limiting your creativity and you're just a one trick pony. Now you can say, well, Jason, you know, like it's jack of all trades, master of none. That's not the point. You can still have your bread and butter, like the one thing that you're really good at. But what I'm here to say is experiment because the the kind of the spinoff or the side effect of focusing on, say, the drone photography years ago was that I was able to create videos and create sort of like, I don't know, B-roll movies that really struck home with a lot of people. And in fact, if you go to YouTube, one of my most you know watched videos out of all the weird tutorials that I made, it was the kind of the show reel for Ulsan that 90% of it was drone footage. So that's going to help improve your craft. It's going to help get your name out there. But with the film photography, it's helping me think more about the digital photography, more about exposure and getting it right in camera. And I think that's a huge positive. So if people are telling you what you should or shouldn't shoot or 
that, you know, if they're making fun of you, I'd say just kind of step away from those kind of people. And that's part of what I'm, I'm going to be looking forward to in 2022 is just focusing more on being around people that actually help me make my craft better or just help me feel better. Because that's, that's a key point. If there's people that are out there that are in your circle of friends or your fellow photographers who are not with you, who are not by your side, what's the point of having them around? You know? So with that being said, yeah, film photography was a big point this year. And and I'm quite happy. I, I made a lot of good connections this year. You know, last episode, we had a good round table discussion and most of those guys were film photographers. So it, it was a really big point this year. And I think it really helped me kind of recalibrate myself as a creative and as a photographer. The next thing I really got into, well, not really got into, but I sort of kind of pulled the trigger on something that came across my emails a number of times, and that's stock photography. And the reason being was, is that over the last couple of years with COVID and whatnot, I really haven't been getting out and doing a lot of gigs. You know, that that's basically... Uh, the the truth of it, I haven't really been getting those shoots or I haven't been really getting paid to do anything. And I thought, well, I'm sitting on a bulk of photos. Why not put them on a stock photography site and see what happens? And really, this was a kind of an interesting experiment because uh, they personally wrote to me and the company was called Wirestock and they were getting into the South Korean market a lot. And this particular company at a fee market's directly to a lot of the main stock photography sites. So, you know, you got to take a look at the plus and minuses. I wasn't really putting a lot of my best content there. I was just putting what I thought would probably sell. And, you know, to be honest, it's been making a you know, a little bit here and there. And I'm going to try and continue with it over the next uh, couple of years just to build up a big enough library so that, you know, I can actually make a somewhat of an okay income from this. I know it's not going to be much, but you know, if you're looking at getting into stock photography, unless you're doing it like, you know, focused on it and you understand what sells, you're not going to make tons of money. So do keep that in mind. It's not one of those things where you can just drop five photos on the site and make a thousand dollars a month. So that's, I'm, I'm kind of keeping it sort of somewhat real and humble and you know, like I've made a couple of hundred bucks here and there, so it's been it's been worthwhile so far, and we'll see how it goes over the next couple of years. Now, one of the more interesting trips that I did this year was with the Guru Shots website, which is again one of these like how can I describe it? Like I I, I mentioned I did a whole episode on it before, but if you missed that one, basically Guru Shots is a game. It's like a photo contest app that you can go on your phone and upload photos and you'll get points and whatnot. But part of what they do is they offer these galleries and they offer magazine um, spreads with different places and companies. And it is actually kind of fun. And And I'd been using Guru Shots for a while. I think there was another one I wrote about Viewbug or something like that. There's a number of them out there and they're, they're actually kind of fun. You know, it's it's a good way to just to see the likability of your photos and just play around. But they had a gallery opening up in Seoul and I saw that they were looking for people to actually host it. And I thought, well, I'm in Korea, I'll throw my hat in. And 
believe it or not, they actually got back to me and thought it was a good idea that I would host the opening event. It was actually kind of a fun deal because I didn't really get up to Seoul a lot just due to the, well, you know, if you look at the map of the COVID in Korea, the main bulk of patients are coming out of Seoul. So I really didn't want to be in the, you know, the epicenter of COVID for this country, but I really wanted to do this just to see how it went because it was a live video feed of me hosting it and answering questions, you know, just off the cuff, which was kind of, it was a little bit daunting, but I think it overall it went well. And also uh, I was there with my good friend, Dylan Goldby, who had actually at the time I had just finished interviewing and we were just sort of talking about, you know, getting together and whatnot. And he was mentioning this thing that he was doing the following weekend. And I mentioned I was doing this thing and we sort of connected the dots. And I think it was kind of an interesting coincidence, but it was good to meet up with somebody like that just because Dylan is one of those people that, you know, when you meet somebody who is a true artist, who is focused on their craft, they know the right questions to ask. They know how to move around a space. And it was one of these things where just watching him was, you know, you, you know, like I should be taking notes. Like he was that kind of a, a session. And I really think that uh, when you're around these kinds of people, it's not about, you know, competition or whatever. It's just about like stepping back and learning from these kinds of people. One of the things I really want to bring up about getting these kinds of events is just stepping up and doing it. And the reason I bring this up is that I really was nervous about this. Like it was one of these things where I was out of my element completely and I really wasn't sure what was going to happen. I wasn't sure if my gear was going to work well because I had a gimbal that I bought off of Noy Alonso and it really didn't shoot vertical properly and a ton of stuff like that. But when I've talked to people in the past I've sensed sometimes that they really want to do stuff like this, but they don't, they like, they just expect people to come to them because they have a cool Instagram thing. And I, I really want to say that like I, and you can tell by the zero amount of professional jobs that I've done this year and the, you know, zero sponsored podcast that I ramble on about, I'm really nothing special, but when I do do these kinds of jobs, it's because I've sort of jumped in without really even fully thinking about it to try and throw my foot forward and see where it goes. And I think like if you're looking at kind of stuff like this, reach out, talk to these people, because one of the cool things about this whole Guru Shots thing was I got an inside track onto how they work. I got a new contact throughout the whole process. And then I actually got to go up to Seoul and do my thing in this, you know, small one-room gallery. So I think that if you're wondering, you know, how people go about getting stuff like this, it's just about when you see the opportunity. And in this case, they were, you know, I saw it pop up on their Facebook page, just jumping in, volunteering. And, you know, like it wasn't a lot of money that I got paid for it, but the whole experience and hanging out and eating some delicious food with Dylan and all that kind of stuff, it was well worth the effort. And I think if you're looking for that, you know, just try and volunteer, jump in there. You know, sometimes it'll work out. Sometimes somebody more qualified or better 
which is most likely the case for me, is going to step up and also do it. But you just never know. So if you don't try, you fail 100% of the time, as they say. So who's to say that if the next event that you want to try, it may or may not work, but just, just go for it is basically my advice to you. Now, the odd and kind of random thing that happened this year was that I shot a TV commercial for the city of Ulsan, and it was completely dubbed in Korean, which I had to actually really try hard not to screw up. So it was an interesting experience, to say the least, but one that it sort of showcased my photography skill to a lot of people across the country. And it also showcased, I guess, my Korean ability because for the one minute slot, I did have to do all the dubbing in Korean, which thankfully my wife helped me out with. But it was it was nerve wracking because normally, you know, they do like the the subtitles or something. And this time it was actually just me speaking Korean. The weird part about this was I thought it was actually only for the Ulsan people, but Apparently it was it was slotted across the country on a fairly frequent basis. So there's about a month where I would walk through a place and people would kind of look at me and point and you know I knew immediately that they were they recognized me from that commercial and one of the things I really liked was uh going down to the local mart in the basement of our apartment building and the lady you know, looks at me, looks at the TV and says, hey, I saw you on TV. And, you know, we had a little conversation, but she said, you know, like, I'm really glad that you live in our apartment block, which was kind of touching because, you know, like I'd lived there for about uh, probably, I guess, going on now six years, maybe now. And, you know, like we've exchanged pleasantries, but, you know, you get nothing more than really a grunt and you go along your business with with those kinds of older ladies. And, you know, it was great now that she sort of recognized that, you know, I'm a part of this community. And one of the things I liked about this was that, again, going back to my previous statement, you never know really what's going to pop up. And sometimes you just got to do it. And this was the thing that where years ago I did a um, documentary with the Ulsan NBC and they remembered me, so they called me up and said, well, you know, are you still living in Wilson? I said, yeah. They said, are you still taking pictures? I said, yeah. Are you still doing the website for Wilson? I said, yeah. And they're like, can you do a commercial? I was like, okay. And it really wasn't that much of an effort outside of just practicing the script. As I said, it was all in Korean. But then the actual filming took maybe, you know, an hour or two, you know, walking through the Taewagong Park, and that was about it. And really, it was just an interesting experience, again, to be on TV, but also to see how they do their thing. And this time, as opposed to the last uh, TV show that I did, it was just one guy with a with a Sony camera, a gimbal, and a drone. And that was about it. So, you know, uh, again, completely random, completely out of the blue, but it was something that I thoroughly enjoyed doing. Now, another random thing that I ended up doing last year was a tour with the KTO. And this came up because, um, well, actually, I did another show on this. You're, you're seeing a theme here. A lot of the high points I ended up doing a full show on. So I'll quickly basically run through this is that a friend of mine, Nate, from the This Korean Life podcast actually called me up and asked me if I want to go up to Gangneung for the weekend 
with the KTO. And this was a really good opportunity, a little bit sketchy because, of course, you know, you're being on a bus with a bunch of other people during the COVID pandemic. It It is kind of problematic, but I'm glad I went because it gave me an opportunity to touch base with the tour operators, the KTO, and by KTO, I mean the Korean Tourism Organization, and a number of other you know, kind of influential people within the Korean spectrum, especially the foreigners. So that was a great weekend, but it was also a great weekend to really explore the places that I didn't get to really check out when I was up there for the Korean Olympic Games back in 2018. And if you're unfamiliar with the work that I did there, uh, Flixel reached out to me back in 2018, and I ended up putting together a crew of photographers to help Visa, yeah, the Visa company, kind of photograph their VIPs as they went about the tours and the events at the Olympics. So I was actually quite busy during that time, so I didn't actually get to partake in a lot of the tours at the, uh, say, the Terra Rosa Coffee Factory, which is a great place to check out if you're up in Gangneung. So for... This kind of event, I was really just trying to be a part of the tour and not, say, the photographer. Even though afterwards, the KTO actually did end up sharing a number of the photos that I took on this weekend. And I'm hoping that the next time that they decide to do a tour, they will include me on as a photographer. Now, the last major event, I guess, that I put together was something that I just was talking about with the roundtable in the last couple of episodes, and that was just the film photo walk. And the reason why I find that this is sort of a big part of the year was it's an idea that I've been kind of you know, just stewing on for a while and chewing on to, to really see if it could take off. And why I really want to have this kind of photo walk is to bring up more of the dialogue about photography. So I initially did it with film because I knew a lot of dedicated film people and really we haven't done anything sort of that focused and I think that's sort of what I liked about it was it wasn't just a free-for-all people came there with a specific kind of camera a, a roll of film and we could just talk about it but sadly with the Omicron virus now running rampant you know it, it's going to be more and more difficult to do these kinds of events but I think that it's something that I really want to get back into because I do like the idea of getting a group of like-minded individuals walking around a city or a landscape or somewhere and just focusing on photography, but also getting together afterwards and then just sort of talking about the thought process that goes through the mind of the photographer when they're taking photos. And what I like about this is it's different for us all. Like some people just take pictures, other people's, they really put a lot of thought into it. And I think like that's what really, really pulled me into this last one because there were some really good photographers there and they had a lot of great ideas. And if you want to hear them talk a little bit more about that, check out my last episode. Now, as we get to the end of this podcast, I do want to sort of give some final thoughts a little bit about kind of this whole year. And as I said, it, it's been tough. Uh, I'm not going to lie. it's It's been a hard one, maybe not quite as hard as 2020, but it's definitely ranks up there as one of the more difficult ones. There's been a lot of ups and downs for me 
And I'm looking forward to 2022 with a lot of optimism to really try and improve myself and improve my photography so I can actually make some sort of a difference with my current state of affairs. But looking back on this year, it's it's been one that I've learned a lot. And what I kind of want to focus on is just the positivity because I know that there's a lot of people out there we've gotten callous we we've we've gotten cold we've gotten sarcastic and we don't really vibe well with others I know that sounds kind of weird but that's the feeling I get with a lot of the online forums now I think a lot of people are gravitating towards the groups and it's either a selfish act where you're just dumping photos and hoping for people to pat you on the back and say, hey man, great shot. I like that. I think everybody does, but I really want to sort of get people out again at some point in time and really bring the community together. And that's looking back on the year, that's what I really enjoyed about this whole podcast was getting a chance to talk to people you know, like the roundtable discussion we had last time and, you know, interview different people, Simon Bond, and really get inside people's heads. And I I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that looking back on the year, I'm grateful for the fact that I got to chat with people who I haven't seen in person all that often over the last couple of years. But what I really want to try and do more both on this podcast and in the photo walks and whatnot is just bring people together because I think that I'm sort of sick of the online BS that a lot of people are showing these days where it's this animosity or this competition or whatever. And, you know, really I I look back on the days where a group of photographers, regardless of who they are, what their backgrounds are, which country they came from, just came together for the love of photography and and that I want to get back to that again. And it's not all, you know, like sunshine and rainbows, but I I do really want to see a better community. I think that like with this whole year, you know, it was sort of like the the weird hangover from 2020, you know, where 2020 hit us hard, it blindsided us, it knocked us to the ground. And 2021 was where we were sort of phased, not really sure what's going to happen, stumbling around and making a lot of the same mistakes. So looking forward to 2022, I'm hoping that as a community, we can all sort of rebuild and heal together and just be a little bit more grateful for what we have, especially here in Korea, where I don't think we're dealing a lot with the tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists, and we should be grateful for that as well as we're grateful for the freedom that we can still go out freely and take photos and do what we love. So in 2022, I I really want to get out and take more photos, but also I, I do want to reach out and connect with more people. So again, as I always say, if you have an idea of something that you want me to talk about, shoot me a line if you want to be on the show that's awesome. If you want to sponsor it, hey, maybe that's a good idea too. Uh, Other than that, I wish you a very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. This is me signing out. I'm going to tuck in for the night and I hope I can get this out before Boxing Day. So wish me luck, take care, and I'll see you next week.